Hi, everybody. It's Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Recovery is all the craze now. You'll see cold plunges and saunas on social media, people talking about foam rollers, vibrating foam rollers, trigger point. But does this stuff actually help you recover faster? Well, today, we're diving into a recently published review paper looking at self-massage techniques for addressing muscle pain and restricted mobility associated with intense exercise. The title of this paper is Self-Massage Techniques for the Management of Pain and Mobility with Application to Resistance Training, a Brief Review, and it was published in the Journal of Strength Conditioning Research. Specifically, We're going to focus on tools like foam rollers that many gym goers and athletes already use as part of their routines. But are self-massage techniques actually effective? And what does the science say? These are some of the questions this narrative review published just a few months ago by researchers McLennan and colleagues aim to address. So whether you're an avid foam rolling user yourself, or if you've been wondering if it's something worth investing in, This episode will give you an overview of the current state of evidence on self-massage for pain and mobility. So first, some context. It's common for intense exercise, especially resistance training, to induce muscle tightness or trigger points that contribute to stiffness, pain, and restricted mobility in the following days. Think of those sore, tender muscle knots we've all likely experienced at some point. Delayed onset muscle soreness is something that a lot of people may experience at the new year. They haven't been working out for a while, and then all of a sudden they go in and they're like ridiculously sore. Or you're just building up a new routine, or you're trying new things, and you're like, oh, I got this little knot here, I'm stiff there. That's why a lot of people use these rollers. The underlying causes involve exercise-induced muscle damage, inflammation, and fascial restrictions, which place abnormal mechanical tissue, sorry, stress on the tissue. So self-massage techniques have emerged as a way folks can essentially self-treat to alleviate muscle knots, stiffness, and soreness on their own. So instead of going to a massage therapist, they're using these devices. Different self-massage tools like foam rollers, Massage balls and percussion massagers like a Theragun aim to improve blood flow and mobility while lowering the perception of pain. But how well do they actually work? Well, this was the key question this narrative review addressed by compiling findings from existing research. Now, it's important to understand this was not a systematic review or meta-analysis with strict inclusion criteria or pooled data. Rather, the authors subjectively summarize prior studies to provide an overview of what's currently known regarding self-massage for pain and mobility. So keep that context in mind as we go through the key results and implications. First, the review indicated self-massage techniques do appear beneficial for acute improvements in factors like joint range of motion, pain pressure threshold, and post-exercise soreness. So If you're a little bit sore or you're a little stiff and you go into the gym and you foam roll for 10 minutes, like very quickly, you're going to feel some benefit. Proposed mechanisms involved reduced muscle and fascial adhesions, beneficial modulation of pain perception in the central nervous system. So it's actually altering your nervous system, enhanced blood flow to the muscles and altered mechanical properties in soft tissue. 
The research suggested foam rolling may provide greater pressure and tissue mobilization compared to like roller massagers, like massage sticks. So if you're taking a massage stick and just massaging your quads versus laying on a foam roller, which has got your whole body bearing down on it, it's going to provide more pressure. Vibrating foam rollers also appear useful for minimizing pain perception during self-massage. I actually like these things. It's like a regular foam roller and there's like a you know, vibration device in there. And I like to kind of do a trigger where I'll just kind of sit on an area and then move the area. Importantly, very limited evidence was available on long-term efficacy or actual impacts on injury risk reduction or sports performance. But the authors suggested self-massage can support mobility in athletes and may promote recovery. So is this going to reduce your risk of injury? Most likely not. Is it going to improve, like if you're playing pickleball or golf performance? Probably not. Now, here's the thing. If you experience less pain and stiffness, maybe it will. But it's not something that's actually just going to like take your game to the next level. Let's make a gentleman's agreement. If the blueprint has become a regular part of your routine, if it's like that first cup of coffee or your favorite pair of socks, how about subscribing and dropping a rating? It's easy, quick, and will make a significant difference in our ability to grow. Do we have a deal? So let's talk about interpretation and application. Based on available evidence, we need to be cautious about general claims that self-massage boosts performance or dramatically speeds recovery. Reduction in soreness doesn't necessarily translate to tangible impacts on athletic or exercise outcomes. And while self-massage does improve mobility, there may be some merit as part of a pre-exercise warm-up. But we need to remember that simply engaging in dynamic stretching and properly warming up is also highly effective for ensuring adequate joint range of motion for training. So my recommendation is that you do a thorough warm-up. You do heart rate elevation. You do dynamic mobility. If you want to do a little static stretching, that's fine. And if you want to top it off with a couple minutes of foam rolling, that's great. But just foam rolling by itself and then exercising is not a good idea. You should go through the proper steps of increasing your core temperature, doing joint by joint movement to kind of push some fluid into those joints, heating up the muscles. And then if you want to add some foam rolling, that's just totally fine. For the general population or athletes spending five to 10 minutes, foam rolling areas of discomfort can be worthwhile for alleviating tightness and pain before exercise, which may be able to enable like maybe a better session. I like to use it, especially on lower body training. And I use like a, what's called a myo ball. It's like a foam roller. This is a ball. And I'll use that for my pecs, my triceps. Beyond athletic applications or athlete applications, self-massage tools allow anyone to self-treat nagging trigger points when average people experience delayed onset muscle soreness after aggressive training sessions. First of all, the most important thing is that you're not ramping up exercise so much that you're ridiculously sore. You need to use these tools. But if you do find yourself, you know, I've done things where I've gone on a ridiculously long hike and I'm sore the next day, or maybe I introduced a new exercise and it just happens sometimes. Here's what I would say, though. Be very careful when you use these trigger point balls, as you can do some nerve damage. I have actually misused a ball once 
I was using it on my my hip and I had like residual nerve pain for several weeks. You got to be very, very careful. So let's summarize this all up. Self-massage techniques like foam rolling does demonstrate short-term benefits for pain and mobility, meaning you can move your joints a little bit better. But there are uncertainties about the actual impact on indicators like performance, injury resilience, and long-term performance outcomes. Still, it's a good tool for people to use to manage your pain and stiffness and enhancing your quality of life. So if you want to have one in your living room while you're watching TV or you want to use it before exercise, knock yourself out. And smart incorporation of certain techniques may support an athlete's or overall training process or your overall exercise program. If you have more questions about this stuff or more questions about recovery, we did an amazing review that we're actually adding to on the AIM7 website for recovery. We talk about cold plunges, saunas, all this kind of stuff. It's on the site. I'll put a link in the show notes. And in the AIM7 app now, you can indicate whether you have certain recovery tools and we'll tell you when to use them and how long. So I know there's a lot of misinformation out there. And so I'm going to keep diving into these specific subjects and try to get you some truth around the things that you can use to improve your exercise and your health. So thanks again for listening. And I'll catch you on the next episode.